Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Comfort Watch. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my. What is this? <laughs> what are you wearing? They <laughs> say like strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake onesie. What is this called? <laughs> uh, an hoodie? Is it an hoodie? We told my comfort wreck. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is colder than a witch's titty out here, mm-hmm. and my little co-host Funyan. Chrissy is set to brave the winter weather here today. <laughs> Who do you party people? How are you? Spoiler alert on well. <laughs> well, uh, like we've only done how many times? This twice. We've I, only done this twice. Yeah. And both times it was really sad movies. We just watched the movie. Uh, Elizabeth still has tears in her eyes. I. We just <laughs> finished watching Stepmom this week's movie. Jesus Christ on a bike. Mm-hmm. I am just going through it right now. Yeah. The highs and the lows today. You wake up to, oh my God, Taylor Swift's kissing her boyfriend in front of everybody. Oh my God. To the end of the day. What? Stepmom. A wild ride. Like, just, <laughs> it's, I think this is what Elton meant when he sang The Circle of Life. <laughs> and it moves us all. Jeez, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm cozy, cozy, cozy. How's your week been? Um, ugh, not great. No. Regular. Regular bad? Regular bad, Bad, bad yeah. or regular bad? Regular bad. You know, working, doctor's appointments, you know. Just the life of a chronically ill girl. Chronically ill freelancer. Work, work, work every single day. Go to the doctors in between. Wow. It's good times, guys. It's great times. Uh, what did you get up to this week? Anything fun? Anything of note? Did I do it? Mm, I don't think so. Well, of, so next week, I know we always like to do updates on this. Next week is book club again. But I read the book in only a few days. Wow. She's learning and growing. Yeah. I read like 50% of it yesterday. So said my Kindle. I was at like 43% and I finished it after about 20 minutes this morning. So I read most of it yesterday and I really liked it. Yeah. What book was it? Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. Don't know it. I had heard of it before. And it does seem like something that, like, I don't know, one of one of them girlies, like Amy Adams or someone's going to probably take it and try and turn it into something. But I don't know how it could become a movie. But I do really like this book. It had lots of twists and turns. The pace was really good. It was from the perspective of multiple people, but the chapters were really short. So it kept it, like, moving, moving and grooving. And, like, multiple big twists. And it's technically, like, a thriller but I didn't find it like too spooky. Like I didn't want to keep reading like, oh, it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I was like very curious. And it's also funny. It's about, they talk a lot about marriage and what a marriage is like 10 years in. And I'm like, this is too close to home. <laughs> a little too close to home. But uh, great book. I highly recommend it. And I will be giving it a high rating at book club next week. Wow. Yeah. So like we only this time had last time we had over like a month to read the book and it took me till like the last day to finish it. And this week we only had like 13 days to read it and I read it with a week left. So wow, you're really breaking records. Well, it just shows us how good it was when a book is good. Yeah. When you're like, I'm not going to watch TV. I'm going to read. That's when the book is really good. Well, I kept being like, anytime I could steal a moment to read or like I would reward myself for working with reading because I wanted to read it. It It's a great book. Rock, paper, scissors. I recommend it. It's not my comfort. Well, I guess if you like a comforting, if you find comfort in a thriller book, yeah, go for it. I think it's only like 330 pages. It's not like a big undertaking. It's a good read. Quick read. 
Sometimes. Uh, my week this week was party, party, party. A mix of things. Uh, last weekend was my sister's birthday, so we went to uh, this place called The Witch's Fix in Hamilton, which is essentially just like a spooky store for spooky witchy girls to buy spooky witchy things. They have good stuff, though. Like, what, what, Yeah, what it was have? good. Like, They had a lot of crystals. They had a lot of like smudging sticks and books and tarot cards and everything you need to cast a spell. My sister booked a private party, so they shut down the store and they had like little charcuterie boards and then it was like be bring your own wine type yeah. deal and then they had like a tarot card reader and i had my tarot cards read and like it was good everything she said made sense yeah just it wasn't like a future prediction it was more just like oh here we are yeah and surprise surprise you're you're kind of a mess right now <laughs> i was like oh that's that's good surprise surprise what? <laughs> surprise surprise why don't they tell you like you don't need to i don't know like everything usually i have like when i go to my medium or something that's right i don't know if this is a shock i go to a medium you go to a medium she yeah. gives you like a two-year window of things that are gonna happen that's so interesting and this one was more just like she said that everybody has life cycles in seven years she's like year or sorry nine years Boy, i'm in a so six out of a nine cycle jesus and she was like so your life has changed a lot in the six years i'm like yeah i'm 36 when i was 30 i bought a house everybody started dying lived yeah. in with the boy got a dog changed my job like everything changed yeah this time she was just more like you have to let go of everything you're feeling of like not doing enough career wise and she said live life like an infant just moment to moment oh and i was like okay well that's gonna be a little hard given the mental illness yeah okay. <laughs> the severe anxiety kind of cripples the, it literally the opposite of that but it was a good time like i think it was like 65 dollars a person yeah i could do like tea leaves so palm reading mm. i think i would have done tea leaves i think that would be a fun thing to do yeah but it was a really fun night and then this friday sarah and Haley came down and we went to the arkells concert with marie mm-hmm. marie's husband nathan is the photographer for the arkells I think a lot of our listeners are in the States, so I don't know if they know the Arkells as well as yeah, people in Canada. Again, it's really hard in Canada to know who's actually popular. If you're from Canada, the Arkells seem like Elvis. The Stones. Yeah. yeah. And, but in the States, it might be like a what now? A yeah. Who? If yeah. you're not like in a Buffalo, Michigan, New York, maybe you don't know, but they're a band from Hamilton. They're great. Like I've seen them once before in concert. I haven't been because I don't love concerts like I mean, I do, but we talked about this. You go to a lot of concerts for someone who doesn't like concerts. I don't like standing. Like, I won't just go to see anybody. That's true. I need to have, like... You have to love them. Yes. But I loved the people I went with. And I know some of their older songs. I don't really know their new stuff. But I had a lot of fun. Like, I was... I was like, you would have thought I was like the number one of the fan club there. Really? Because, Were you like yelling? Yeah, I was yelling all the Taylor Swift callbacks to their songs that made no sense. Yeah. So I was like, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. But it was just a random song. Yeah, it was just a random oh, song. Okay. And I'd be like, you made a wish at 11, 11. And I'd be like, I don't know. I didn't know. I'd be like, you forgive, you forget, but you never <laughs> let it go. It was so fun. And we went out to dinner beforehand to the Twisted Pig here mm-hmm. in St. Catharines. And when we got out of the car, this is what I didn't tell you. So, like, we got out of the Uber. Yeah. And there's this woman walking her dog, and she's talking to some man on the street. Like, I'm not saying she was a transient. Like, she looked like she had her faculties in her. But then she, like, looked at us and goes, whoa, the Kardashians are here. (laughs) And I started laughing because it was just so funny. 
And I realized we were all wearing, I mean, not, we were all wearing head to toe black. And even mm-hmm. when we walked in the restaurant, the girl goes, wow, you guys are all wearing the same. And I was like, I don't think head to toe black is a big no. jump. Not for a concert night, I guess. No. But, okay, you dress like a little more, not mature, but like put together than St. Catherine's people. And then Toronto people do not dress like, St. Catharines is a casual town. I dress like Professor Snape most days. Yeah, but St. Catharines is like a jeans and t-shirt town. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't look like that is a Kardashian. Like, yeah, it was, um, the, listen, listen, it was a great, it was the crowd was sold out at the Meridian Center and the band seemed very happy with the turnout. Yeah. But it's St. Catharines. It's yeah. not, you know, it's like a Toronto show. Like, there were a lot of Leafs jerseys, uh, a lot of, like, <laughs> Buffalo Bills jerseys. Yeah, we're a casual group. A lot of hockey hair was in the c- crowd. I like that. The thing is, though, living here is very much like, you don't you don't get imposter syndrome. You don't go like, what am I going to wear? Oh, I fully said, like, if I'm ever feeling bad about myself, get dressed, go to Home Depot. Yeah. The amount of people that want to help me, I feel like Gigi Hadid. Yeah, like, exactly. I've never felt better about myself exactly. than when I'm at a Home Depot. It's That's a the- hot tip for all the ladies. Yeah. Go to Home Depot if you want to meet a man. It's not that everyone here is like ugly or something. It's just not. We don't take ourselves seriously in any way. And like just like housing prices, trends take a long time to get here. Yeah. I like seven years behind everything. So if you wear something that's remotely on trend, people are like, well, look at you. Yeah. If you're wearing peplum tops, you're still killing it. Oh, absolutely. Which are back. Apparently, I refuse. Absolutely. If you're wearing skinny jeans and a long sweater, everyone's like, oh, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I look like the weirdo wearing like color. Yeah. And like checkers and crop tops and stuff. I look out of place. I like to blend in a lot. But uh, it was a really fun weekend. And then it's just like every time I have these like, wa- not quote unquote wild nights out where like I'm not watching the wiggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come home to like my regular life. It's like this weird come down where I'm like, oh, yeah okay (laughs) here we are again but i also get this weird anxiety right before i leave my baby max because i just don't like i i get a weird thing of like don't go don't go just stay home just stay home Mm -hmm. but i had a lot of fun like i actually had a lot of fun that's good yeah that was one of my wrecks go see the kills listen to them if you're gonna listen to them i'll give you a song to listen to which one leather jacket Mm -hmm. my favorite song of theirs is kiss cam which they didn't play I don't know if I've heard Kiss Cam. I've heard Leather Jacket a million times. And Quitting You is a really good song. I don't know if I've heard that song either. Um, Yeah, so that was my week. Do you have any other wrecks besides this thriller book? Oh, that wasn't even a wreck. Well, it wasn't a comfort wreck. Are we doing comfort wrecks right now? Yeah, sure. (laughs) You don't have anything comforting? Well, I do. Oh, okay. So that can just be like your life wreck. Like, go see a mediocre Canadian band. What's What's your comfort wreck? Um... Well, so Comfort Rex, every week we give you something that we're liking, living, laughing, loving. I watched the Wiggles documentary on Prime called Hot Potato. (laughs) It's called Hot Potato? It's called Hot Potato. I didn't know that. And the Wiggles have been on in my house. I didn't know about the Wiggles until like literally like eight years ago when my nieces started going to them. I was just... Like Barney is too old for me. Like too, yeah, why too would you know about me. the Wiggles? Like I don't really yeah. know them. No, I didn't know about. Did them I not either. cry? I mean, it takes very little for me to cry these days. Yes. What a moving story. Really? Just how much people loved them. How important they are to people growing up. Yeah. How they form the band. How much thought is into everything that they do, and how they write their songs. 
their health struggles. Oh, and listen, the purple wiggle. I'm going to make my comfort wreck the original, no, not the original purple wiggle, the second purple wiggle, Lockie. Like, is he the, the current purple wiggle? Or did there's two purple it? wiggles now. What? I isn't think, that, doesn't that get confusing? I think because they had so many people like turnover that they're trying to minimize how different it is when they turn over. So now there's two of each color there's two red, two yellow, two blue, mm-hmm. two purple. That's a lot of people. The purples are like the hot ones. Oh, okay. So like there's another guy named John. They call him Big Strong John. And then there's Lockie, who's like the older one. He looks like a soft boy, but a nice boy. Okay. Yeah. Is he the one that was married to Emma? Emma. Yes. So I only knew, I've watched Emma's documentary and I only knew there was four Wiggles. There's like two OG, Lockie and her. No, they're not OGs though. They're not? The only OG is the blue one, Anthony. I know this is very complicated. All the moms are like, we get it. Skip to the part where we don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's, it goes through like their decision to diversify and like how much pushback there was when they even introduced the first female wiggle. That's crazy. Yeah. And then it's just, I know literally from knowing nothing about them, I know I'm going to cry my eyes out when I watch the Mr. Dress Up documentary. Again, for people who are in America, Mr. Dressup was like the Canadian Mr. Rogers. If you want some childhood nostalgia, just cry. And then randomly they talk about 9-11 in it also. Wow. They're Australian. I know, but they broke into America post 9-11. Oh. And it was just, oh, just moving. Oh, moving. <laughs> Hot potato. <laughs> I might actually watch that. It's so good. Because I really liked that feature on Emma. It was really interesting. Yeah, it's not, there's very little about her and her struggles with like endometriosis, but yeah. this is more just like the sacrifice that they make being on the road, how they financially divvied up the band, like, wow, amazing. That's interesting, because I wondered a lot about that. It seems like the it, like your whole life is touring. Nine months out of the year touring. That's crazy, because it's not like a band where you like release an album and then you tour it and then you go back into like normal life for a bit and then, but like, it's just constant. How do you do it? I have no idea. The Wiggles probably don't have babies. They do, though. They have families. <gasps> what? And I think that's why they're bringing in younger Wiggles, because the one founder, Anthony, who's the Blue Wiggle, the other, his counterpart, Blue Wiggle, is now his daughter. Oh. And he said that it's because he's, like, learning about his daughter all over again now because they're spending so much time together. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. No wonder you cried. That is kind of cute. It is so sweet. And, that like, they nice. did this reunion concert for the wildfires benefits and for, like... But it was only adults in the sta- in the crowd. So there's yeah. like a, these adults like jamming to 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 chug a chug a big red car, <laughs> and it seems weird, but I promise it was very endearing. Oh, I'm a big rockabye bear girl. That's me. <laughs> I've never actually watched the Wiggles. I've Come somehow over. I've somehow avoided it with you know all the times I watch kids. I make them this watch what week, I want to watch. Miss Rachel released a new video with the Wiggles. Oh my god, my son's mind blown. exploded. He was so excited. Wow. The video of him like going crazy for the zebras. Yeah. The Wiggles are in it. No wonder. I know. He's like, my worlds are colliding. It's like his Marvel. Yeah. His Marvel timeline. I was going to say, it's like when Madonna and Britney and Christina all kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. He's just in terms like just nodding, like his world imploding. Oh, gosh. So good. What else do you got? Well, I was going to recommend my, my hoodie. Yes, tell me, tell them about them. Paint a story. Okay, so I actually think like the name brand is called Udi or Udi with double O's, but I just got it on Amazon. But this thing, first of all, like we don't really show ourselves, but like I'm a plus size lady and you know, you buy something that's supposed to be like oversized. My fear was it would just fit, but no, it it is made for giants. I love this thing. It goes all the way to my knees. It's also strawberries. 
it's all cute. over it and i have just been the reason i'm recommending it and i the reason i even got it i have been cold i'm someone that like once it gets cold it like gets in my bones mm-hmm. and no amount of baths or hot tub yeah or heat pads can get it out of like i'm just cold until april it's like victorian christmas cold all the time like you are working in a factory you're you've never known warmth yeah and i live in an older home some of the windows like whistle like it's i'm fucking cold all the time and i this afternoon it arrived on a thud on my porch because it's huge and i have never been I, I haven't taken it off i even ate soup in it and was like sweating i was like no i have to embrace this is the warmest i've been in i don't even know i am glad you're wearing clothes under it though yeah well i i even explained to jeff it's something i'm gonna wear over other clothes so that i don't have to wash it every day because then i'll need 10 of these Mm -hmm. so i'll wash it like every three or four days but like i want to make sure i can continue to wear it not actually sweat onto it which i know is kind of gross but where would i store multiple i don't even know where i'm gonna store this one on your cert on your person yes i'm just gonna wear yeah (laughs) but it's huge and wonderful and it's my like i work from home and i'm cold the whole time i'm not gonna work to bed or anything well we'll see about that no i'm not i can't i'll i have to be someone who's super cold when i sleep but really warmed by a blanket the room has to be cold oh but then i have to be warmed by a blanket interesting yeah i saw like a someone post on instagram i don't want to be i don't want to be warm i want the room to be cold and i want to be warmed that's but okay. you're, aren't you someone who like tucks your pajamas into your socks or something? I wear socks to bed. Yeah, no. Absolutely. That's I wear socks to bed, a t-shirt, behavior. and a sweatshirt, and a bra to bed. Because I read once that Halle Berry wore a bra to bed, and I was like... You know okay. what? I remember being told like by my sister when I was a teenager that wearing bras to bed is bad for you. And then now they're saying, no, it would have kept your tits high. And I'm like, I would have liked that knowledge. I can confirm that if you've had a baby and breastfed, nothing will stop that. No, I know. But I haven't. I've heard that like wearing bras to bed gave you breast cancer. Yeah, that definitely can't be true. Or not. Maybe like science in 20 years will say otherwise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that brings us to this week's movie. (laughs) Do you want to talk a little about Travis and Taylor? Do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm happy for her. But just like even there's people I follow on TikTok. Like there's this person I follow their name i think is v and they're like from rochester and they tell you the news mostly political news it's called like under the desk news have you ever seen them Mm -hmm. and they just played a clip of it and were like happy for them and i'm like if even like you're not even a taylor swift account or like yeah it's just if i was taylor and that much buzz happened for me kissing my boyfriend i would never do it again in public because it just seems so invasive my feelings are this Joe gave us a lot of good music. His relationship with Taylor gave us a lot of good music. Does it feel icky that they're like, she's never been this emotional during Lover, this whole tour, and it's like, she wrote that about a different guy. Yeah, it is. And she changed the lyrics for Travis. My thing is like, I want to see what content he produces. I want to see how much she cares about him. The, the, The steady is her skill, obviously, as a master songwriter. Yeah. But... I can't hate Joe because look what he gave us. He gave us reputation. He also wrote Exile, which is, I know you don't love that song as much as I do, Mm -hmm. but I love that song. Yeah. Like Joe actually physically contributed to the albums as well as emotionally. Travis seems really proud to be her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Which is what anyone wants. Yeah. I'm happy for them. 
I hope it's nothing bad happens for sure. But like I, the way people, I don't know. The, I saw people oh, with millions of I likes just because they're crying about the clip. I like, have to read a tweet um, from Hillary Burton Morgan. She's she goes by Hillary Burton Morgan now. Um, I go by Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife. If I was so, her. she retweeted a video of Travis Kelsey and Taylor's dad when she changed the lyrics uh, in Karma. Yeah, she said they're gonna have the most flannel-lined pie and red ribbon kind of Christmas, and then these babies are gonna be engaged by May. <laughs> and I was like, they will have a wonderful Christmas. No, and she looks like she, all of his old tweets are about Christmas. That's nice. He is like a golden retriever. Someone said the other day he's not. He doesn't believe in vaccines, though. No, he has a Pfizer commercial with his mom. Oh, maybe it was the, the other side being like his opinions on vaccines. I think so. Oh, sometimes I don't look at. Sometimes I just read the headlines. I don't know where they're I coming from. I saw a from. tweet about an article. Remember that line from Knives Out? Yeah, exactly. I saw a tweet about an article that was written about you. It's always just a TikTok. It's always just a TikTok. Sometimes some of my TikToks are a little bit too republican and then i'm like what is happening i liked too many things mm. i i think lately it thinks i'm a boy i'm getting i'm getting some weird shit really yeah but i'm hoping to turn it back around i either get like weird stuff for boys or i get Grey's anatomy content and i'm you're watching Grey's anatomy, anatomy update what is it what season are you on i'm on season nine episode 22 and so mark is gone yeah lexi's gone i don't want to know any people's names I don't like April and Avery. I like Avery. I could give a shit about April. Yeah. I've never seen a more annoying person on television. I just, I'm so mad. Like, how could you take Mark away from us? How could you do it? Who else is new? Is Joe there yet? Joe is Luca there. or whatever? Luca's, uh, DeLuca's not there yet. DeLuca, that's his name. Um, Joe's there. Is Stephanie's there. Bailey's husband. Husband, yeah. Uh, he's there, but not like working at the hospital yet. Oh. And then um, they just bought the hospital. Oh, Meredith is about Memorial. to have her baby. I think Christina and Owen are going to break up again because she realizes that he wants to be a dad. And I just, you know, like this whole storyline about the hospital, the plane crash, not for me. No, man, that's that's when I dipped for a while. How could you take Mark away from us? It made no sense. Why? I don't know. I feel like he could have got over Lexi. We would have been fine. They really like, yeah, we would have been fine. We all would have been fine. It's just stupid. And I know that... The Cali in Arizona stuff is coming up, and I'm not ready for that because Cali right now is my favorite character. Yeah. It's just been a journey. Am I, I'm going to power through. I'm going to watch all 20. You think so? Absolutely. I can't remember where I f- like actually fell off. Not long after Christina. Oh. Yeah. That's 10. Yeah. And then Dreamy, McDreamy's 11. Yeah, I did watch those episodes, but I don't think I watched the lead up to them. But that's my Grey's Anatomy update. Oh, what a time to be alive. This season was just a a weird change like it's like when they change the wiggles <laughs> when they change the wiggles they bring in new interns i'm supposed to care about them but i don't you want backup wiggles yeah i want backup wiggles and i want hot wiggles mm-hmm. and none of the new wiggles like are are fun to look at <laughs> and none of the new wiggles. <laughs> anyway we're gonna take a break yeah we and come to. back with uh talking about this week's movie stepmom stepmom do you want to explain why we chose this as a fall movie because it is a well it's a fall to winter movie Mm -hmm. there's halloween thanksgiving there's a thanksgiving play there's halloween trick-or-treating 
there's snowfall and Christmas. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like we're, you know, it's mid-November. It's a great time for it. It is. This is like the perfect, maybe a few weeks from now it could even be, but it's fine. We're fine. This is a perfect time for it. And unlike sweet November, we're on the East Coast. Yes. So we're getting autumnal. Yeah. We're getting Central Park. We're getting Nyack, New York. We're getting different colors of the wind. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that, like, if you mention Christmas, show a Christmas tree, show a flashback to Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Absolutely. About a boy, a Christmas movie. Sure. Uh, what else is a Christmas movie? Little Women, a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, we will yeah. be watching that in a few weeks. We will. The slightest suggestion. So I would say that this could be a Christmas movie, but I think this is really a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Makes you, makes you thankful for your mom. <laughs> yeah. And not maybe your stepmom. I always watch it. I watch it every fall. Do you? Yeah. It's like, it's a go-to. I, I always watch this movie in the fall. I love it. The emotional torture of this movie. I know. Let me tell you a little bit about this movie. It's released in 1998, even though our TV said 1997. Mm-hmm. Directed by Chris Columbus, who did Home Alone. Yeah. The Harry Potters. All of them? Like the first few. Oh, okay. The good ones. And Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Wow. Susan Sarandon, Julia Roberts. Susan Sarandon was just coming off of her Oscar win for Dead Man Walking. Oh, really? I think that was in 95. Okay. She had a few flop movies before this. Really? Like a few little, like one art house movie with John Turturro, another movie called, I think it was called Twilight, but Mm. with Paul Newman. Mm -hmm. And they just like weren't, they weren't moving the needle. So I think this was really her kind of starring role. Mm -hmm. Ed Harris, Jenna Malone. Yeah. Liam fucking Aiken. The kid? The star of the show. Absolutely. God Oscar damn it. nominated. Should be. He won our hearts in Sweet November. Like, yeah, Oscar worthy performance by a child. Absolutely. I can't movie. believe he was only like six or seven. When, like, have you, have you ever interacted with a six or seven year old? Yeah. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> the, gra- the gravitas? I know. The depth. And that little sweet baby boy face. I know. And he's still, him and Susan Sarandon are still friends. I love that for them. She posts about him and stuff on social media. I love that for them. Yeah. One thing that I I wanted to say off the top was that there was a lot of like rumors about whether or not Julia and Susan got along. Oh, really? And it turned out that it was fueled by Susan Sarandon's former publicist. So to like gain oh, press for the movie or whatever smart, Delulu though. type of thing, she put it out there that they hated each other. I kind of like that, though, because that's, that's the premise of the movie. So yeah, I think it works. Stepmoms and then co-stars hating each other. Yeah, I love I don't really like the I don't love the narrative of like women being pitted against each other. Eh, but we are. Yeah, we, we are. But they're co-workers and like the movie they don't come out and say it but it is a little bit about age it oh a thousand percent yeah and i feel like if they i don't know how it was played out in the press but it was probably a little bit of like susan's just jealous of you know julia's Julia's success success. yeah and that would be wrong this is in the midst of julia's revitalization this is post my best friend's wedding before Notting hill yeah and we know from our um by best friend's wedding episode that julia had kind of been in a bit of a slump Mm -hmm. um professionally after pretty woman yeah yeah she had some personal drama kiefer kiefer the kiefer Mm -hmm. relationship but now julia is like back swinging in this movie yeah so where does runaway bride is runaway bride 98 yes so this is before runaway brides this is before this is post my best friend's wedding 
I don't know the order that they were filmed, though, but in release, like, and by release, I mean IMDb credits. Yeah. It goes, my best friend's wedding, stepmom, runaway bride, Notting Hill. Important question. Is she wearing a wig in stepmom then? The hair. How did she fit in? The runaway bride hair. I'm not sure. That is so like luscious and long. And then also the My Best Friend's Wedding hair. But we knew that was reshoots, that end of the hair. The end of, oh, maybe because she's already cut her hair. Maybe she already cut her <gasps> hair. Because her hair, it's a completely different look for her. It is, but I think you grow the bangs and dye it brown. And this is really the same Notting Hill hair, just the Notting. Blonde. Yeah, to Notting Hill, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're this movie is kind of like... The vehicle for both women to get their flowers again. Yeah. Because it's really not about a man in this movie. It's literally called Stepmom. It's about the ladies. Yeah. Ed Harris is just there for kicks. And if you listen to our last episode, Something's Gotta Give, I was really upset that it wasn't a hotter man like Ed Harris playing Mm -hmm. the Jack Nicholson role. I take that back when I see his back hair. The first half of the movie, you were like, there it is. That's a hot man. He's a hottie. And then... During the proposal scene, there's just this like halo <laughs> little wispy hairs off his back. And you're like, <laughs> and I know that's so mean to men because I would be so mad if someone was like, she has like a five o'clock shadow on her face, which I do all the time. <laughs> but yeah, not great. Why don't you tell everyone who's never seen this movie what it's about? All right. So uh, Ed Harris and Susan Sarandon uh, are kind of recently divorced. Three years. Yeah. So they they said the marriage was kind of over before that. But then clearly he moves to New York. She still lives like outside of New York in this beautiful home on the water. And he's been for a year already dating Julia Roberts, who's obviously... And living with. And living with. She's significantly younger so she's supposed to be late 20s and they're supposed to be as far as we know because of their ages in real life 50s early 50s yeah which is kind of strange because the one kid is six but we were just gonna ignore all that Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they're supposed to be like 46 instead and the kids are not vibing with julia roberts as their stepmom and either is susan Strandon. yeah so it's a lot about most of the first half of the movie is just how can Julia Roberts fail this these children and disappoint the their mom and yeah so that's most of the first half of the movie and then Ed Harris decides he'd like to marry Julia Roberts and make it like her official part of the family and I don't know they, it, it's basically how they deal with that simultaneously yes susan sarandon has cancer and the big dying. twist not really i guess they don't really hide it she hides it from her family but julia or uh, susan sarandon gets diagnosed with they said lump so i don't know if it was breast cancer originally mm-hmm. but it has now she had dealt with it like a year before didn't tell anybody and then now it has spread and it's progressed to the point where she's still treating it but probably not good prognosis but the whole family doesn't know this for most of the movie. So it's still mostly about <laughs> how. But the thing is, you because you know that Susan Sarandon has cancer, the weight of how Julia Roberts performs as a stepmom mm-hmm. is much heavier than she even knows because it's almost like she's auditioning over and over and over again to be these kids' parents, yeah. like this, to be their mom because Julia Roberts doesn't know that she's probably going to end up being their their primary caregiver for the rest of her life yeah and it's a lot of susan sarandon then making peace with the fact that she's essentially like handing over the torch of motherhood to this very yeah ill-prepared woman who it seems like 
didn't want this no for her life but or, she's trying harder than even i would oh yeah she's trying really hard for, at 28 i wouldn't have known what the fuck to do yeah but it's also the struggle between there's part susan strandon is partly like wants her to be good for the kids but then also gets mad when she does well because then she looks she thinks she looks like shittier but the kids obviously don't see it that way yeah and i love how she framed julia roberts she's like oh yeah she's like a big sister to you not a mom and they were like yeah that's it so like i feel like just positioning her like that like she had to she should have got over the jealousy a bit more but it is interesting seeing the level of oh i'm happy that you're treating my kids properly and they're safe and also fuck you for being someone they like and yeah. a good mom <laughs> and making decisions specifically I might not Anna like specifically yeah. the daughter the yeah. teen daughter who is really angsty and hates this woman for coming in and seemingly initially when I first saw this movie I think I brushed over the fact of like that they were he says I was seeing women before Isabel yeah and I think I internalized that he left Susan Sarandon for Julia yeah Whereas that we learned that that's not really the case. No. They were over already. Yeah. But just the daughter, Anna, just hates Isabel. And that's, I think, why I thought she hated her. Not just because she's someone new, but because she's she perceives her as standing in the way of her family being back together again. Yeah. She doesn't hate her for her person. Because honestly, she seems cool. She does seem cool. And like, she's a, like, what is she? An editorial photographer? Yeah. And like works for valentino and well we talked about this we have a trifecta of rom-com we jobs. do we do well one of them doesn't work in it in the field anymore but yes there's photographer a lawyer and a publisher and basically all the rom-com jobs. yeah add maybe a baker or an architect yeah that's the only thing that i think you could yeah add but i think the like the level of like Keanu in uh, Sweet November oh of the unrealistic way advertising was done is her with photography. Like, oh, yeah, that one scene where there's literally there's someone on like a motorcycle being propped up with wind blowing. She's not even looking at them. Like, why is the wind blowing? Why is the person on the motorcycle? She's not taking the photos. She's the photographer. Instead, she's turned around going through prints of the last photo shoot and saying i like this one better it's like it's the same thing as that like it's this over-the-top presentation of what being a photographer is and it doesn't make any fucking sense right off the hop like it shows julia roberts's character struggling to like get the kids out of bed get them like lunch and then susan sarandon kind of just sweeps in being like it's purple shirt day how do you not know it's purple shirt day yeah what lunch she give you throws it out like she knows the schedule and it's almost like these two spectrums of femininity or like womanhood where it's like Julia Roberts has a very cool career. Yeah. Susan Sarandon gave up her career. Yeah. To raise her children. And it's just like it's it, for me anyways, it shows how you can't have it all or like one woman can't hold all of the things. Something's got to give. It does feel very. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. <laughs> <laughs> Dab on it. <laughs> It does, though, feel very judgy towards women who do have children and a career because the thing with Susan Sarandon is she's like the ultimate like homemaker mom. She does crafts. She makes her Halloween costumes from scratch. She quilts. Everything in her house is a fucking doily, a frill, a basket, lots, so much wicker, endless wicker. Homemade meals. Homemade, yeah. Vitamins in her purse. She literally almost didn't go to her first chemo appointment because it's spaghetti and meatball night and Ben loves the spaghetti and meatballs. Like, she is 
such a mom Mm -hmm. that like i feel like that would make you feel like shit (laughs) to see that that's what mommy is supposed to be and i think okay i first watched this movie when i was 11 i'm now 36 watching it no wonder i fucking had this chip on my shoulder about what momming is supposed to be because and we were talking about this too of like desirability there's julia roberts drinking wine on the island in the kitchen having uh her fiance or boyfriend make her meals. Then there's uh, Susan Sarandon's character being alone, but having this like smoothly run house, like where there's no male interest for her. There's nothing sexy about her. No. So it's this polarizing idea of, oh, I can't have all things. Like he's, we're led to believe that what he has with Isabella is something he never got with his, mm-hmm. with Susan Sarandon. Yeah. It's just, no wonder we're all messed up. I know. But the thing is, me and you weren't even raised by moms like that. Like, my both of our moms don't know how to cook. No. Like, why? Like, where did we got these ideas from this place? Like, True. it's not even real. Like, it's not like we didn't, we grew up with moms. I know your mom was like a single mom for, or not single mom, a, a stay at home mom for a time, correct? Yeah. But yeah. then, like, she, she worked. My mom worked. We didn't, I, I don't think my mom knows how to use a sewing machine. My dad does. <laughs> my mom doesn't. I don't think like your mom's very crafty our moms aren't like that so no maybe we like even judged our own moms because of this movie i definitely think so and i think because you know if i wanted a home-cooked meal i had to go to my grandparents yeah if i wanted a costume made i went to my my nanny like i didn't have that all in one mother but then i think like look at the way anna leans on isabel for more dating advice more Mm -hmm. like makeup she's like, I just feel like you can never, you can never win. Ever, ever win. No. I just don't feel like I, like, I had, like, a parent experience that leaned on either end of those spectrums. It was somewhere in the middle. No. Of, like, you know, you're getting McDonald's today and... Yeah. Also, like, they do show up on time I to forgot pick to you pick up. you up. Yeah, I don't get the... Well, I never had that I forgot to pick you up. Like I had, Oh, I did. But I didn't have the like yeah make my mom could not make a halloween costume from scratch no my mom once sent me to elementary school with a sleeve of cookies <laughs> a can of coke and a hot dog bun with peanut butter on it this for makes lunch so much sense and the teacher asked me if everything was okay at home and you were like no yeah no, nothing was okay at home yeah you're like you but can tell then everybody one person said to me they're like oh i remember you from elementary school your mom was always bringing you mcdonald's yeah yeah, because she was. Or my Mr. Sub. Because yeah, my too. I, she just couldn't get it all. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, it was uh, an interesting... Just watching it back, another... Well, I have a question about that later on for you. Yeah. What did you think of Luke in this movie, Ed Harris's character? Because he kind of... It's stepmom. It's about the moms. But one thing I wanted to ask you about was, do you feel that Luke put too much on Isabel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Like that's the so the part where like it really blows up and Susan Sarandon is like I'm gonna get a lawyer involved you're never seeing my kids again is she I she was going for like cancer treatments but she wasn't telling them he had to work but it was like they agreed that Isabel would watch the kids but Isabel's at work as well she's they're like she's doing a photo shoot in Central Park why is it on her to make sure those like why can't he take them to work like. Mm-hmm. And they're so livid with her, but like, yeah, she's at work. She's at work. Of course she wasn't going to have her full attention on them. What did you think was 
gonna happen so we did a little bit of like we're not from new york yeah obviously so we had to map this out like she's doing this photo shoot like this rapunzel meets mountain man like <laughs> baffin equipment yeah it was probably like yeah for mech. a sports equipment yeah sale ad. yeah for grippy shoes yes at belvedere castle and she's like oh here's some money go get yourself some ice cream i should be done by lunch whatever they cut to a police station where Ben and the puppy, who we firm- firmly believe just was named Isabel throughout this whole movie. Yeah, they never <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, are found at the zoo. So according to our Google search, mm-hmm. that's about a mile away from each other in Central Park. Yeah. An 18 minute walk. That's pretty far. An 18 minute walk as an adult, but as a six year old with a puppy. Yeah. A floppy, sleepy puppy. Well, aren't I led to believe that like... By six in New York, like you're riding the subways, like smoking six. Probably he can ride a horse. I don't know. If, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like the New York kids are just built different. Absolutely. But if Law and Order SVU is anything different, that's where they snatch him. Mm-hmm. So it's terrifying, and that's when Jackie is like, "You're never gonna see my kids anymore." Yeah. But if anything, I'd be like, "I'm 28, and I've been with this man for a year." Yeah. Figure this out yourself. Exactly. You set her up to fail. I mean, really? Yeah. Why is her career any less different than being a lawyer? Yeah. Well, he does try to, like, soften the situation between them and, like, take the fall. But I do like that Julia Roberts steps in and goes, no, blame me. Because it it would, like, make her seem like a child if Ed Harris was, like, it's not her fault. People make mistakes. I am taking accountability because they... I think Susan Strandon wants to treat her like a bad child. Mm-hmm. Like, and at least she steps in and goes like, no, I fucked up. But like, you're fucked up for putting this on me and for like, yeah, not and you're making life so much harder. But I don't know why they like they they set her up to fail. They're like, please do all these things. And, and he even says like, you're just, you know, it's not something that like you're natural at, but go do it. Right. And do it many times a week. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what this custody agreement was to save my life. And she even says at one point, like, you're a really great father. I'm like, I haven't seen it yet in this movie. Me either. When does he show up to school? He's a great provider because you can't have two properties in a very expensive city. And Beautiful, that house is... big properties. We said it's the East Coast equivalent of the Practical Magic House. Oh, yeah. Cliffside. Probably late Victorian. Beautiful. Huge lots of nooks yeah and she doesn't have to work and she can just live there absolutely great set design very cozy home very austere city apartment they probably went to antique market after antique market just buying lamps the amount of lamps the amount of horse tapestries tapestries. pillows embroidery what's that stair basket that you pointed out there's a basket that like goes over steps somehow and then the nook the nook the sewing nook there was another one in her bedroom i don't know if you noticed that there was another one of those like a cove oh my god i love that house so much do you see that tiktok where it's like all girls want is a nook it's true it's all we want that's why i have a beanbag in the corner but i never sit on it maybe you should you know it's not that comfortable get on your oodie and go sit in that (laughs) corner and be like i live here now I don't think I'd ever get up. Yeah, you and you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to. That's why I have that egg chair. That's a good. That is my nook chair. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that thing. Um, what do you think of Jenna Malone's performance as Anna? You know what? She's supposed to be annoying as shit, and goddamn, is she? Because I like her. Other, like I love, love, love Saved. I actually really liked her in the Hunger Games. Which I know it's so weird to say, but I love the Hunger Games. But this, like, I don't know. 
I think you're supposed to be like, get off it. But even when she is sweet, it seems I don't like it. I don't know. There is a weird thing of like, I remember being this shit, like little yeah. shit to your father's wife, yeah. father's girlfriend. And when she's like, let's name the dog Isabel. What is it? It smells like you and I'm allergic to you too. Yeah. I was like, that's a fucking epic burn. That is true. Yeah. The things she does to cut Julia Roberts' character down to size. Chef's kiss. Like this was probably written by several children of divorce. Yeah. I think the writing was good. I think just like Ben is played so he doesn't even know he's on camera, but he's doing such a good job. Yeah. He went to the Keanu Reeves school of acting. He really did. So yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you November? Yeah. And he, she just, I don't know. I think that she's on the other end of child acting where she's trained. Yes. And you can tell. She has a lot more to do, whereas he just steals scenes. Yeah. Like just... his emotional moments, like from the minute you meet him, like with the little peanut butter in, in the cupboard. cupboard. <laughs> Indian in the cupboard. Indian in the cupboard, peanut butter in the cupboard. And if anyone doesn't remember what Indian in the cupboard is, we're not just like using that colloquially. Like, no, it's no, movie. it's a movie. Yeah. He's just, he's, he has such an honest performance. Yeah. I'm going to say one of the best child actors. I think it's him. Macaulay Culkin. Drew and Henry Thomas. Drew Carey? Drew Carey. Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew like, Carrymore? I was like, what's no, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Who's, who, what's the other one? He played Elliot. Henry Thomas. Oh, yeah. So just the cast of E.T. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always say I think Macaulay Culkin has like the best comedic timing of any child I've ever seen. Home Alone, Home Alone 2 is genius. Yes. I mean, but this wasn't a... Well, I don't think it was like purposely like comedy. I think that the way they wrote Ben in this movie was based off of him and like the kid in real life. Yeah, there's like, like uh, you love magic and uh, go. Yeah. Go do like, what you want to do. I think they just went with his quirks because he's just so weird and smiley and funny and... It's that thing of like theater kids where they know that they're performing. Yeah. And I feel like they got him right at a spot before. No. Yeah. It's like he hasn't been affected yet. No. By, wow, do it again. You're so charming. You're so gifted. You're so fun. Yeah. Do it for everyone in front of this dinner party. Like, no, that's not there yet. No, I think I think he's just a weirdo. Unrelated. A great child actor performance is Elijah Wood and Huck Finn. Oh, yeah great combo is what's that movie where he's in it with Macaulay the Culkin son? the good son or the bad son <laughs> no. whatever it is I think it's the the good son I don't know one star of them power star for sure I love Elijah Wood he never grew up there's a part in the in the movie where we learn that Susan Sarandon is sick and she mm -hmm. just doesn't tell anybody yeah I don't like we said that the one thing that this movie lacked the way other movies that we've watched have is like there's no really supporting characters no there's no aunts there's no uncles there's really no friends besides the isabel's boss and, and like the, the doctor the, well the guy isabel works with too barely yeah like there's really like he never, reacts when she gets fired but that's about it there's nobody to give kind of more depth to jackie that's true usually there would be some friend or an, like she's talks about an old colleague if there was con if there was a phone even phone conversations yeah. with them or something i think it yeah it would have helped if susan sarandon wasn't such a great actress it would be really easy to just think of jackie as a bitch yeah because there's so many times where she just doesn't even look at isabel nope she picks up the kids just keeps walking yep doesn't thank her for anything steals the Pearl Jam tickets. That's crazy. 
That Horrible. was such a, a rude move. Yeah. But then she's dying. And you're like, okay, let her have go to a cancer. I know, a but concert, I love a petty. A concert. Concert. <laughs> a concert. A concert. That's so bad. I, I do love a petty club. queen, though. I do love that. Like, I feel like that's a move I would pull. I If someone else... This is really the first time that I can watch this movie from another perspective. When I first watched it, I thought of myself as Jenna Malone's character. Yeah. I was like, I fucking hate whoever's with my dad. Yeah. And then when I was a little bit older, there was a brief minute where I dated somebody who had a child. And I was like, I'm never going to meet them because I feel like you should only be introduced when it's super serious. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we're led to believe that that didn't really happen in this movie. But this time I'm watching this as a mom, which is probably why I'm so emotionally ruined. And I understand how hurt, like how layered this performance is. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I would be like, I always say that if my husband ever like divorced me, I know he would like be dating a blonde nurse named Melissa in like two months. Oh, absolutely. And I would hate her. I would absolutely hate her. Yeah. Well, guys don't do well without wives. And they, that's true. That's why. We would be fine. It's weird. Like, he doesn't do... They don't do well without wives, but it seems like Luke doesn't... In this movie, Ed Harris's character doesn't want... He almost doesn't want Isabel to turn into Jackie. No, it's, it's like, kind of like... Jackie he, is why it, did, it undid. Yeah. But I feel like eventually he will. Because maybe Jackie was hot and fun and... New York and all that. And then they had kids. Maybe. I mean, she gave up her job to raise the kids. Yeah. But maybe before that, she was she was her. Maybe. I think, though, he's also going through an identity crisis himself, which I said, like, the apartment that they got is, like, a very clear sign that, like, they did not choose it with children in mind. Mm-hmm. It's, like, what I don't even know what it is. It has, like, a, like a plank through it. Like It's a loft <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But the upstairs is, like... A bridge all around it but like has big those open, railings are a death those trap ra- yeah and say the railings have the big gaps like i'm sorry i don't even have kids and i'd be like that's not safe i never like going up any staircase without the the backs on the it backs isn't on that them. so the risers that's yeah that's never. so strange yeah so fall right down that puppy dead you just killed isabel the puppy <laughs> the wrong isabel the wrong isabel and also kind of rude to get a puppy and i mean i know people have dogs in new york that's a lot of work. Golden Retriever. They didn't show us if they have a balcony space. Unimportant to the story. Yeah, the no, details I, don't I thought, matter. No, I thought about that immediately. Like, you just take that dog out fully outside with you every time. No, thank you. Also, she's trying to buy their love. It would have worked for me. Oh, I would have been like, you're my favorite Isabel. Let's name it Isabel because I love it so much. Like, yeah. I love you. It's what I would have said. And I'm going to be at dad's house every day with the puppy. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that this movie does really well is a musical number. Yeah. Ain't no mountain high enough. Same song, though, every time. I feel like it would have been better if, like, the song they sang with Isabel was different than the song they sang with Jackie. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like it's not special. And even even Jenna's like, um, we already, this is Isabel's song. I felt like this was an example of Anna giving credit to Isabel for something that both women had in common, but she couldn't get there for her own mother. Until okay. she saw her mom, like, letting loose. Because she's like, Isabel and I know the words, but I have the moves. Yeah, I guess. She was like, this is not for you, mom. And she was like, yeah, it is. For everyone wondering, the first time they sing that song is when they're in the car. And Julia Roberts passes Anna 
Clinique's Black Honey, the viral <laughs> lip shade taking over TikTok, which I have in my purse. What is what does she say? It's that's a a interesting color or the daytime that's not a color you often see in the daytime unless you're a working girl i love that oh my god that's a great job just julia roberts face is like what the fuck that was such a like there's so many times where like she lets julia roberts enter her home and Mm -hmm. then just leaves her there she's like shit but she kind of deserves it yes and i don't know this is really well of a movie where we're meant to feel empathy for both of them though yeah i think so if she wasn't dying i don't think we would have felt it no it was necessary it was necessary (laughs) how did you feel she uh on your scale of performing sickness how do you think she did oh gosh definitely you know what you're right she was way better than charlie's i'll give you that i still don't think she's at so there's sick and then there's cancer how do you perform cancer sickness like she's no i know but i mean like the the you know the red bulgy eyes and the like you know like abner abner his name's not abner in this movie ben says to her can you tell dad or can you like teach dad how to double tie my shoelaces so that he knows and like the time it takes for her to register what he's asking and how she responds is like somewhat that it's like she's sick like it takes time for her to like compute it realize oh shit like i'm dying i'm never gonna tie your shoes again and then like the slow response of yeah like that like she plays sick really well yeah it's not claire danes i still don't think but no and i think that scene in particular several times ben says things that only a kid would think of yeah like they know the concept of dying but don't really know what that means yeah but in terms of her performance of being sick I think they really did. They did a really good job of not going too stereotype with it. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't w- lose her hair. No, she just kind of she became very pale, mm-hmm. very like gaunt. And there's the one part where she's throwing up, where they do a close up on her, and she's just smattered like in a cold sweat. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And it's Susan fucking Sarandon. Yeah, she's great. If she could nurse a dying Claire Danes not back to health with her kit yeah well she stayed her that one time for a little for a little while yeah yeah i thought it was great like the medical 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 jargon of this movie wasn't i didn't have really many details of like the lymphoma you know why didn't you do chemo the first time Mm -hmm. did you just have surgery like there were just so many questions yeah that it wasn't really a cancer movie no i knew she was sick but it wasn't like they 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 stopped it before the decline. Yeah, that's true. It's like they kept the severity from us as well. Yeah. It's kind of like she was keeping it from them, but they were also keeping most of it from us too, watching it. Because you're still supposed to experience the movie and the relationship from the side of everyone not knowing right. as well. And yeah, you don't really know when she dies. Like you, you assume it's not long past Christmas because like... You just know it's her last Christmas. Oh, Yeah 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 that's really sad beautiful christmas though okay so in terms of family stone last christmas oh and this last christmas what are your thoughts nothing can touch when we get to nothing can touch family stone we get to family nothing can touch i'm sorry nothing can touch the mom has cancer in that movie right yeah diane keaton does yeah but she doesn't again present as cancer she's not she doesn't most of the people don't even know in the while the movie is in present time most of the people don't even know in the movie and she doesn't act sick other than she like naps one time and they're like where's mom they're like she's having a nap and everyone's like 
Yeah. So, but other than that, no, she does not act sick at any point. Um, it's just known a year later that she's dead before Christmas. Like right. she dies before the next Christmas. But spoilers, we're going to be watching that though, because that is my favorite Christmas movie of right. all time. It's one of my favorite movies. It's probably my top 10 favorite movies of all time anyway. Interesting. It's the only, that is the only movie that makes me want to have kids. Interesting. I do not want to And those kids. kids suck. But the thought of having adult children that come home at Christmas, I'll, I, I wish I could just buy adult children. Like, can you adopt adult people? Yeah. That's what I want. What I'm hoping is that all of you motherfuckers who had kids are such shitheads to your kids and that your kids find refuge with me. Probably. And then I have a bunch of like 24 year olds coming home from university and college being like, Auntie Kiki, can I come to your cottage? And I'll be like, yes, bitch. We got Red Bull. We got in the jet ski. Fridge. We got every. Yeah, I'll make you some pizza while you're out swimming. And they'd be like, my mom is such a bitch. And I'll be like, I know, man. I've known her my whole yeah, life. Yeah, that's the best part of being an aunt. That's what, well, that's what I want. I want every, I want all of you neurotic people who had babies for your kids to <laughs> resent you and come hang out with me. But I don't want to deal with them until they're adults. I don't want nothing to do with them until then. I think, I think uh, Susan Sarandon did Last Christmas better than Diane Keats. <gasps> no, well, you don't know it's Diane Keats Last Christmas. I but know. The, you have to, you haven't, when's the last time you saw Family Stone? Interesting. What was the last time I saw it? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Oh, last Christmas. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, because that movie, that movie makes me cry every time, and I don't cry a lot during movies. Mm. All right. This movie didn't get me this time. Listen, that her. I mean, it's no surprise. I'm very vulnerable to little boys and their moms now. Grey's yeah. Anatomy, forget it. Crying all the time. What's the line that Ben? said that was like the most horrible sad line no one loves you like i do or something like that no one loves you like i do yeah that's so sad when he says what did he say did did they all know i was how good looking i was like yeah just the way he talks to her yeah about their dream dates Mm -hmm. and the way she has to like simply tell him the truth about dying and the whole magic metaphor of just because something's not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist like or isn't real yeah it also shows that she must be kind in real life because he like clearly trusts her i had to shield my shield my face i I was crying so hard and then anna came in and i was like yeah we're done here like crying's whatever (laughs) i know that the whole like thing that they keep using is when she gets married one day when she gets married one day of like is she gonna miss her mom or you know or is she not gonna miss her mom and the things that she'll miss but i just found like the innocence of that little sweet baby boy's face oh god ruining me that's who like susan sarandon's fear of anna not missing her on her wedding day i think is unfounded i think that'll be like there'll probably be like photos of her there she'll be mentioned at the Mm -hmm. wedding like that's not something especially a 12 year old girl would forget it'd be more i'd be upset that like ben would have a very faded memory of her because yeah she was around a lot less for him it's something i think about an abnormal amount of like so what if something happened to me and i wasn't around yeah that whole living as a baby in the moment thing not really (laughs) well i think that's why that witch told me that i should (laughs) because i think about that all the time like well i like it's just something that you think about i think a lot of like people who have kids think like the way this is gonna go is hopefully i outlive uh, you outlive me yeah and it's just so painful I just, I don't know. I've never, I've always cried at this movie, but I usually cried when 
she said goodbye to Anna. Oh. And now this time I was like, every time this little boy's on camera, I want to cry. Yeah. You started pretty early in this movie. Of- sure did. I cried when he called her when she was on in the hospital with spaghetti and meatball night. Yeah. And he was like, it's a dream, mom. <laughs> you don't, you need, don't sunscreen. need sunscreen in the dream. <laughs> yeah. I just hope to have such a weird relationship with my son. Yeah. You can only hope that they'll be total weirdos. Like, I want him to be able to have healthy relationships with whoever he's, like, partnered with. But I'd also like him to say to me, no one loves you like I do. Yeah. That's the, the sweetest line. I don't know. I don't think kids today have that in them. It's those damn iPads. Yeah, it's those smartphones. Don't get them an iPad. It's the YouTubes. It's the Wiggles. It's everything. <laughs> it was so good. I wanted to ask you, who did you relate to the most in the movie? Obviously, I, I related to Julia Roberts the most. Ooh, a main character. Good for you at this time. Oh, Tell us yeah. why. Because I just kept thinking if I was in her shoes, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to dip. Just leave this right here. And uh... Dick ain't that good for me to stay. Yeah. I just, Ed Harris ain't cute enough. Shave your shoulders and we'll talk. Maybe, yeah. I think that, like, she sees it as, like, you can tell that she, like, the challenge she does enjoy when she, like, wins them over. And you can tell she does, like, fall in love with the kids at the end. Like, by the end of it. But, like, I would just be, like, I I wouldn't even date a guy who had kids, honestly. So. No? No. I think, like, everybody reaches that age where, like, before... I feel like under 30, if you dated somebody who had kids, you're like, what? Yeah. And then after 30, it's like, that, that's probably going to happen. After well, 40, yeah. At our age now, if I met someone and they never had kids and never got married, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Right? Yeah. It makes way more sense that you're like, oh, we got married, had kids, and then like just didn't work out. I'd be like, yeah, that's normal. Would you date someone with a dead wife? Like, Would that. you like come in as like Maria Von Trapp or would you come in as uh, Isabel? Depends. Depends on the ex-wife was like and is like it depends on how quickly he can rip up a nazi flag with his hands like Captain <laughs> i don't know though he's hot he's so hot in that movie he'd make me put up with nine kids oh my God. singing all the damn time <laughs> they take so long to go to bed jesus christ Brigitte, Kurt, Lisa. what is it <laughs> i don't know what their names are <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, okay, stop singing your fucking song and go Can to I bed. I just have quiet for one fucking time? <laughs> Try to bang your father. I used to live in a monastery in the fucking mountains or wherever she lived. No nunnery. wonder she was like, not a deal breaker for a hot, hot man. <laughs> no, I feel like the thing about, one of the things that I was thinking about this whole time was, what if Isabel and Luke break up also? That Yeah. That's also well. She even said, "Why do you think this marriage will work?" I also that was a heartbreaking line. Yeah, I also just thought pre finding out she had cancer, I had no idea why he was proposing to her because the the it was still so like rocky with the kids, mm-hmm. and then they tell the kids and they're like extra upset, even though nothing really changes because Isabel was never like going away. But why would you that like her saying you're such a good dad? No, you're not. I know. If your kids hate your soon-to-want-to-be wife, why don't you work on that and then present the idea? Yeah, there could have been more context around... There was very little of just Isabel and Luke in this movie together. Or even them. The proposal scene, surprisingly, the idea, the concept around it was thought of by julia roberts oh really so that one always stuck in my mind me too it was was romantic romantic. yeah so she was on oprah promoting this movie and said that 
she was talking to Ed Harris off camera about like the spools of threads of a relationship and she thought about it, pitched the idea to Chris Columbus and then him and the writers worked to create the scene where he has like, you know, the spool of thread and mm-hmm. slips the ring on her finger. And I've always thought maybe from this movie that the proposal in bed privately was so much more romantic than... That's how I got proposed to. He does mention his wife yeah yeah if someone opened a ring box you open a ring box it's filled with string and then he goes my first marriage i'd be like get the fuck out of this bed yeah get out of this bed absolutely and also i always find it weird when people diminish the reasons why they got with their first partner like he said oh like you know it was something that we just kind of go to we were too we were too young i do think he makes up for it a lot by telling jackie how wonderful of a mother she is yeah how grateful he is to her but even though this movie isn't about him it puts a lot of onus on isabel to replace her when they could just as easily not make it Mm -hmm. absolutely and knowing what we know from our runaway bride episode age gaps and second marriages Mm -hmm. oof, baby she could just run away who do you relate to um in this one Definitely Susan Sarandon. I still really relate to the really angry little girl who doesn't really understand why her parents didn't work out the way they did. Mm -hmm. But my parents' relationship, like, I didn't have the custody arrangement of, like, you're here, someone's just going to pick you up. Like, it wasn't like that for me. No. It was sometimes we would see dad, sometimes we didn't. Or if we saw dad, it was at your grandparents' houses, and then my dad moved away for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So this kind of like functioning, everyday occurrence of still seeing your dad or him knowing where you go to school, knowing mm-hmm. like he's he misses that play though, like yeah, he misses says, the Thanksgiving play, and like but also Anna seems like unfazed by it. Like if I was Julia Roberts, I never would have said that to her. Like your dad couldn't make it, so I came instead. I just wouldn't have said that yeah because like you don't know he's not out there yeah that's the fuck you up it seems like there could be a whole other storyline of like what he's failing to do yeah they kind of just ignore all that because he's very much an i think an absentee father the only time he's actually involved in their lives is when he goes to that to talk to the teacher about how anna's misbehaving at school or acting weird and the whole time he's getting like pager mm-hmm and she even says, like, are you even here? Because, like, clearly that's a thing of his. So, I don't know. I don't think he's like, a great character. And he paints them both in these lights that, like, I think the movie somehow wants us to see, too. And it's like, no. It still does that, like, thing of when he says, it should have been me or I wish yeah. it was me who got sick. And she says, yes. Like, there is this kind of idea that, like, you can live without your dad. You can't live without your mom. Oh, like, yeah. Or the moms are more central to, like, your well-being. Yeah. Yeah. So, this time... I thought of I could side with Susan Sarandon being heartbroken to leave that little boy. The other one mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> what do you think would happen after she died? Like if you're writing like a post, like, like an epilogue, like what do you think happens? Well, my first thought was, do they keep the family home That's to try and keep the steadiness? Because even like, so like my my sister has in her will that if her and her husband die, whoever takes over custody of the children have to move into their home until the kids are out of school. Oh my school. gosh, that's like the movie Life as We Know It. Yeah. Did she get that idea from Life as We Know It? I don't think she watches many movies, but um, she's too busy being like smart and rich. But we were talking about where is this school? Because they're like, oh, since Rand didn't show up, can you come get them from Manhattan where you are, Julia Roberts? And she's like, yeah, I'm on my way. If they're 
upstate. How the f- so wouldn't it be I don't hours really know later? Suburbia, New York. But when I looked at the filming locations, one was filmed. The school was in Bronxville, and the home was in Nyack, which is thirty-one minutes away. So maybe if even if it was like Long Island, maybe. like where are we supposed to believe that they are? Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like getting in and out of New York City is not an easy task. No, not easy at all. So that's really odd. I don't know. That's what I thought was going to... I was thinking the same thing, too. Do they give up their city life and then stay with the kids in that house? No, that's the thing is I don't think they would. You don't think so? No, because they have bedrooms and established like life in new york it's not like they had like a tiny apartment or something like i don't think they'd keep the house i think they would you think so i think like at least for a little while like Uh, in the weird morning haze they'd probably like keep it for some normalcy what about his fear of having an unfuckable wife in her little house she's unemployed now she's basically a stay-at-home mom again yeah that's true That's true. I don't think they would have their own kids, to be honest. Also, do you think that Julia Roberts would want to live in his ex-wife's doily-covered house? No, but I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. If if I was writing a if I was writing the, the epilogue, I think that they would have made that for the kids. Yeah, and one day he's like, you'd look really good with, like, short, red, curly hair. Why don't you put on this Christmas vest I found? Do you want to wear some khakis that make your butt look real flat? Yeah. Turns me on. <laughs> no, it leather, doesn't. Put those leather pants away. Her wardrobe is fantastic in this. I loved everything. Is it from now or is it from then? We never know. It, it, if she just right now walked onto the street of New York wearing the same thing, no one would bat an eye. Not at all. No. I loved it. I loved the shoes. I loved all of it. Let's talk about the cast. We always talk about who we would recast in certain roles. And mm-hmm. sometimes in our research, we find out who the role was written four yeah even though julia and susan came to this project wanting purposely to work on it together they're both producers or executive producers oh originally the script before it was reworked a thousand times was intended for molly ringwald to play isabel why is it always fucking molly fucking ringwald because she was supposed to be um the original uh vivian in pretty woman that's crazy where was what was molly ringwald doing in 97 i have no clue not a interesting clue. and this is something that i feel like is more suited to her than maybe pretty woman would have been yeah but also like it's really crazy knowing the trajectory of her career versus the trajectory of julia roberts and how people saw them as interchangeable for a yeah. time in hollywood and then instead it was like her most notable role in the last decade is being the mom on teen what's that teen pregnancy tv show american Life of American Teenager. Yeah. I don't know. They all have those stupid yeah. names. The secret sex lives of college girls. I don't know. Yeah, it's too one long. Of... Shorten it down. Oh, God. Do you love Shalane? Shailene. Shailene. <laughs> Charlene Theron. <laughs> Charlene, Shalane, Chatelaine. Yeah, that's like the only thing I've even seen her in for forever. Yeah. She's actually had something recently in... I didn't recognize her. It took me a minute to catch on, but I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. It was a TV show everyone was watching. And then all of a sudden I went, oh my God, that's Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time, Molly. I don't, it's just crazy. She could have been Julia Roberts. She could have been, but I don't know if. Did it say why she didn't get the role or she passed on it? Did it explain? It never said. Interesting. This movie has so many screenwriters attached to it. Because yeah. I feel like it was just constantly revised, revised, revised. You're, wait till you get to family stone 
and you do the research on that i really there is there they had like nine different casts throughout the time rewrites rewrites decades like it's insane you'll see makes sense you'll see is there anyone you could have put in this movie no i don't know i never really thought of who else i would cast i think it was pretty well done honestly i think i don't know who else could i feel like julia roberts could have been it's not like this is like a signature julia roberts role she doesn't even do her like loud laugh at any point she never laughs but she does her pout yeah but i feel like there are quite a few people who were around at that time that it easily could have been really when we were talking about the scene where they go horseback riding early in the morning where it's winter i said to chrissy oh uh this reminds me of the beginning of horse whisperer yeah and i think scarlett johansson could have been an anna like i think oh absolutely disgruntled young teen absolutely but honestly i I feel like maybe not great casting yeah fantastic casting. i think so too there's not really anybody i would if i was remaking it now if you're remaking it now you could put julia as the susan oh yeah and who would you put as the of course we know who we would put who do we always put who do we put j-lo J- oh yeah oh yeah yeah i even think back then thora birch could have been but thora birch might have been too old by then no 97 she would have just been like what she must have been like what 13 and uh oh yeah now and then in well, 95 I just, as i explained to you i just watched patriot games of course which was oh, i looked it up what was it 90 might have been like 93 and she's tiny she's still little in that movie mm-hmm so yeah, she probably would have been a good age for this. Thor, I think Thor Birch is an exceptional actress. I think um, Jenna Malone has that like, don't hit a kid, but if I could hit a kid, I'd hit this one. Yeah, like <laughs> so. I don't know. Like I know that's so bad, but she yeah. has that really snotty attitude. Yeah. that's really good. Yeah, and good crier. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I think the casting's great. Do you have a Taylor Swift song? Oh my God. Never grow up. Never grow. I don't know if I, I don't know that many. You know that I don't know that many times. Or the best day. I was just gonna. What's the one? The soon you'll get better. Oh, that's a good one too. And bigger than the whole sky. We're all the sad ones. Those are the sad ones. Yeah. Yeah, Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie would be a good one. Mm-hmm. But I think the best day or never grow up would be a good one. I was also thinking because of the proposal, invisible string would have been cute. It would have been cute to play mm-hmm. that song during that part. I know Taylor didn't write it yet. <laughs> Maybe that's what she saw. No, I'm just joking. Literally, no. That's what I was thinking because it's also kind of like gold colored. Yeah, but honestly, but imagine there that that myth or that story like that everyone is tied to their beloved, their soulmate. By I know, but imagine string. she was just watching Stepmom and was like, "Hmm, hey, I obviously picked up some." really heavy ideas of what it means to be a mother <laughs> exactly. and a woman so why couldn't she pick exactly. up the idea for a song exactly yeah those are all great options mm-hmm. bigger than the whole sky is good so the budget for this movie was 50 million u.s dollars mm-hmm. worldwide pulled in 159.7 million i'm sure they were happy with that i think so i think you have to yeah i mean the... this is a post titanic world so maybe yeah well it's like a during titanic world pretty much because it was released at the end of 97 let's see what other 1998 movies came out rounders what dreams may come patch adams night the roxbury truman show great movie oh we should do that one day object of my affection i love that movie too practical magic Mm -hmm. can't hardly wait so there's the parent traps there's good movies but i don't think you know i can't oh saving private ryan 
Yeah. Heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Wedding singer. Hope but floats. So many. The Rotten Tomatoes score I saw, at least on the TV, but it might have been wrong because I had the wrong year, was 44%. Hard to believe. I think I was too low. I was really surprised. I don't think this is like a top, top tier movie, but really well acted. I thought the storyline was great. Pretty strong. Even Maybe though, a little long. Yeah, but even though it's like a quiet, slow movie, I wasn't necessarily bored, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. Like, I feel like it should have been at least 65 to 70 like yeah i honestly the audience score is on it i think in general rotten tomatoes like maybe this is just because i'm like a feminist but i think it's like a misogynistic rating system like oh a thousand percent anytime it's like female led or female focused i find the ratings to be lower than they should be audience score 75 percent. yeah that seems a bit more likely i'd go by that yeah more than anything i usually do trust the audience score more than the critic score because some critics i I think it's popular to just shit talk things yeah i think that sometimes it's like oh that might get posted more or get you know published if i have a unique take on this movie where a mom dies of cancer do you want to tell everyone what we're watching next what are oh it's getting good things are getting great we're watching while you were sleeping yep yeah, beach. We're oh. moving into the holiday season. More Sandy B and the debut of my man, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Oh. And Peter Gallagher. Oh, Just shit. Just like Peter Oh, Gallagher. shit. The oh. angels were weeping this is a very, we This is a very sexually charged movie for me. These men are... New York. These men are top Christmas. tier men for me. Brothers. Triangle. Oh. Sandy B. It's got everything. This, oh. the, a ruse. Yeah. I love a ruse. Love a triangle. I love that she doesn't have a rom-com job, though. She works like as a t- coin taker at yeah, the... Yeah, she works at the turnstile. Oh, that's great. So good. So good. Can't wait for that. We have to give our comfort rating. Every movie we give a comfort rating out of 10 for how comfy cozy this movie makes us feel. Mm-hmm. I can't take it all... I'm going to take into account how much I cry. I oh. still cry as hard years later. Is that comforting? Maybe. Oh, okay. If I need a good cry, I know to put this on. That's true. I'm going to give it a seven and a half grown-up snow blowing out of ten. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the snow blowing. We, we didn't even know what snow blowing was. We had, we, we had an idea what it was. We had to Google it. But honestly, we're not going to repeat it here. You Just can Google it. Google it yourself. It's not great. Google it yourself. It's not great. It's. I'm actually quite shocked that someone would suggest this to a young child to even say yeah but because i also would not have let that drop just the i'm not going to tell you what it is i'd be like you're fucking telling me right now i'd have to tell yeah. i'd have to know um i'm gonna give it 7.8 uh culturally insensitive thanksgiving plays <laughs> out of 10 yeah <laughs> with the production the, value on that oh play. my god how much money does this school have too much everyone's saying they're not investing in education clearly in the 90s they were the arts mattered they had a whole board with all of the state's head faces what were those children standing on other uh, shoulders <laughs> <laughs> they're little they're little shoulders that'd be great actually <laughs> that's great oh god this was a good one yeah Gosh. Tell it's... everyone where they can find us. Well, I always forget where they can find us. Um, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Comfort Watch Podcast. We post a lot in our. So there's also different things on each platform. So follow both. Why not? F- fuck shit up. 
And then we also, you can email us if you'd like at, at comfort watch, not at, at comfort watch pod at gmail.com. And then obviously if you're listening to this, you're probably on one of the platforms, but we're on Spotify. We're, I think we're on Google. We're on, apparently we're on Amazon podcasts. Shout out if you're on Amazon podcasts, tell us how it is. I didn't even know it existed. And uh, obviously Apple. So yeah, that's everything. You stay comfy. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye.